0: Hey, hey, everybody.
1: Hi. Hi,
0: Hi Podworld. What's up?
1: Welcome to our Better Already podcast, where we try to make each other and you feel better already about living through a global pandemic. Frig! Just for example.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We're better
1: already now.
0: There's no place I'd
1: rather go That we need to be good, morning. Mm, good morning good morning on this uh april 24th it's one week till my birthday kelly it's one week to your birth. Oh, I know. Your birthday is so
0: important to you. It's, it's. <laughs> I'm like a child. I know.
1: <laughs> Actually, speaking of birthdays, today is my, one of my other best buddies' birthday, Estelle Shook, out at Caravan. Happy
0: birthday, Estelle Shook.
1: Happy happy belated, I guess, by the time you hear this, pandemic birthday number two. Ah, yeah. uh, the worst. I know, I know. Hi, everybody.
0: Hi, 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 hi. Welcome. Thank you for coming and listening again.
1: Mm-hmm. And happy birthday to everybody who may be having a birthday today as well.
0: Doesn't it feel like there are a lot of Tauruses? Do you have a lot of Tauruses in your life? Yeah, I do. Yeah, me too.
1: Because you, th- yeah, right, because you make the cutoff. You're a Taurus.
0: I'm like right in the middle. What are you talking about, cutoff? Yeah,
1: yeah. And Estelle is Taurus and Maddie Nell is Maddie, Taurus. Yeah. I am surrounded
0: by Taurus. I'm Gemini. A lot of Taurus. You're Gemini. I don't know that much about Gemini. What are your traits? <laughs> are you seriously asking me that question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are your, like, what are the traits of a Gemini? Like, what are the, like, you know, like the, the core, hmm. like three or four things, like, oh, that's such a Gemini thing. Well, air
1: sign. So I think people, it's the twins, right? So people see us as having kind of dual dual personalities. Hmm. A bit. I don't know if the word flighty is right.
0: Yeah, no, that's right.
1: (laughs) I don't know if there are loads of people actually listening to this podcast, but if there were loads of people listening to this podcast, they'd be able to write us in and say, no, no, Gemini's are not flighty. Yeah, the twins. I don't know.
0: Well, I'm a Taurus, which is. The bull, which makes it easy to remember what we exemplify because everybody knows what bulls are like.
1: (laughs) Taurus, the thing that comes to mind for me is like a loyal, grounded, um, just such like, honestly, my best friend's. Through my life. There used to mm-hmm. be a lot of Geminis actually. And it's it changed so everywhere I look, there's Taurus. Which is Taurus amazing. is our
0: very good friends. That is yeah. one of our traits, which I do think I fit that one. And very like strong headed. Imagine a bull with big horns. We'll poke you with our big horns if you <laughs> don't agree with us. You are strong. You are strong. And Maddie, Nell and Estelle have those qualities. My kids are cancer. And my son's does Cancer, which mm. has a horrible name, but it's the crab. I, I know, I know. I hate that name. And Me too. my husband is the one that's the scales, Libra. Oh yeah, um, which is super freaking annoying because it's all about equality and reciprocity and justice. I like. What month is Libra. He's October twelfth, so like late September, early October. Okay. And then my daughter is. End of October, so I think she's Sagittarius, but I always get Sagittarius and Capricorn mixed up. So Mm -hmm. she is my daughter. Truly, is the most beautiful, gentle, creative, wonderful human. So whatever sign she is, it ascribes to wonderful characteristics. So I would definitely push for those in your life because she's just she's a gem.
1: Aww, yeah. Well, there's your horoscope in review, everybody.
0: I used to read my horoscope like back in the day when newspapers oh, yeah. came. You remember when you'd get the newspaper?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: anyways, I don't know why we're talking about that, but go oh, because my birthday's your coming Your birthday's so. coming up.
1: Yeah, your birthday and Maddie Nell's birthday's coming up. And
0: yeah, she's the day before me. Can we leap
1: straight into a, a sweet? I'm going to yeah. let it be Maddie Nell's sweet, but it was sweet for me too. So, last week we were talking about my panic at how am I going to handle an 11 year old's birthday in. Yet again, stay at home order lockdown. Mm-hmm. And partway through the week, this card showed up from Shannon Colmeyer <laughs> for my daughter. And it was so amazing. Like, the first thing she noticed when she opened the envelope is it's like, pow, pow, it's your birthday. There's a graphic on the inside of the envelope. This is how much birthdays mean to Shannon. And Shannon, <laughs> I don't think you've, I don't know if you've picked up on it, but a couple of times you're like, my birthday's
0: going to be May 1st. And I'm like, like, I'm not, I'm not the most excited about birthdays oh i don't care i it just it makes me happy i don't care other people don't have to care
1: it's beautiful and it, and she loved that shannon wrote this card and it was just so bald-facedly beautiful oh where she said just because we haven't seen you for a long time doesn't mean we don't love you Aw, like come on! That was so, and there was five bucks with a pink sticky note on <laughs> saying, "Tell your mom to put this on a burger." <laughs> I was like, my like pandemic-addled brain this week was like, "How does a five-dollar bill go on a burger?" Like, oh
0: my god, I, buy the burger! I know, don't. I was bird. like, "Oh, she means buy the burger," and I said, "And I said, yeah, we can do that." And Well, because remember last year, the big drama, because the pandemic was, would you remember the pandemic was so bad and you're like, are we allowed to go to the McDonald's drive-thru? Remember? She was, you were all so panicked about whether or not that was safe or whatever. Panicked? She wrote to Santa Claus. She wrote a letter to Santa Claus last
1: March saying, can I please have McDonald's for my birthday?
0: Yes. I know. Oh, man.
1: Oh, that's good to remember. That
0: was a little bit of a throwback to that time. (laughs) Uh, that anyway,
1: that was that was a yeah, it's a throwback to that time. Things have changed. We have different challenges now.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, McDonald's, no dollar store. Things are always changing here in Ontario. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So
1: anyway, horoscopes, birthdays.
0: Hooray. Here we are with you, pod audience. Pod audience. audience. Did we just make that up? Podience. It's the audience. (laughs) Um, Well, since you did a sweet, I'll do a sweet if that's okay. Jump in. We're just going to kick it off. So uh, I was able to get vaccinated Hmm. yesterday, Mm -hmm. my first shot. Yep. Um, It felt really, really good, and it was really, really stressful to Mm -hmm. navigate getting a shot. I think everyone –
1: I think that's the theme of the week, Shannon. I think that's the theme. Yeah.
0: So you, go ahead and say what happened to you, and then I'll tell my story. But you, I'm sure, want to add in about your week, what happened?
1: Oh, just – well, I just – I want to I wanna hear about you getting your vaccine. In fact, I asked Shannon before we recorded, do we want to talk about getting our vaccines or not? Because to me, this week was effing intense. Yeah. It was one yeah. of, to me, the most – Intense weeks of the pandemic here in Canada, Ontario, and I think in uh, BC, maybe Alberta, the way it's rolling out for uh, vaccinations for the pandemics is they dropped the age for AstraZeneca from age, I think it was 55 and over certain postal code areas that are have a lot of issues like in shannon's it just Mm -hmm. dropped off altogether but for everybody it went to 40 plus so this week there was a surge on my little facebook feed that i noticed
0: oh definitely
1: and in my friendship group of going i've got to get a vaccine i've got to get a vaccine and a lot of swings and misses like real people really getting stressed out and then hearing hearing the news you know oh, hey, I just walked into Rexall's at, and I was able to walk in and get it. And there's so many people, A, in mm-hmm. the age group sitting at home going, I don't have the capacity yeah. to do that. Why can't I not just get a vaccine by applying online? It's like that 222 two, two thing you were talking about last week, you know, where you had to phone and phone and phone and then wait. So dumb. Until there's, they went, eh, and then 222. Two, two. And then, so I thought about the poor people at home with kids who can't do that. And then I did see a post. And this is why I kind of said, do we want to talk about it? A friend, he put something up on Facebook, and I think he's like under, he's probably in his mid 30s. Mm-hmm. And he just said, hey, like, guys, could you maybe stop posting pictures of getting your vaccines? Because I'm still terrified. And it's complicated because people are posting because they're trying to encourage people to get out and get vaccinated.
0: And there's nothing else to talk about. That's like your outing. That's like your big, woohoo, I bought a house. Like that's your big accomplishment. Like that's a pandemic accomplishment. I know. I had a child. I bought a house got a vaccine. <laughs> well, seriously, that's where we're at now. What else do you have to talk about? Oh, I binged another series on Netflix. Nobody cares. I think, yeah, I, I get that it's complicated. And my husband and I actually had a similar conversation. So my husband was vaccinated if what feels like ages ago. It was right. probably at least a month ago now, sort of before this like wave of everyone posting their photos. It's complicated also because it is a sign of privilege. Right? It's a huge sign of privilege. You have a computer, you have internet, you yeah. can read and speak English, you can navigate a complicated system, uh, you have the ability to drive yourself to Woodbridge or wherever the hell these random exactly. clinics are. Yeah. You have the time, you have time off work, you have childcare. You know, it's a huge sign of privilege. Let's just be honest. Yeah. That you even have eight hours a day to look for a vaccine. Yes. Yes. It's really messed up. It's indicative of the bubbles, no pun intended, that we live in because it's an echo chamber. Social media is an echo chamber of your own life. Mm -hmm. So... it it is hard. I didn't feel compelled to like post a huge, like smiling selfie on my like Facebook page only because everyone else did it. So it's sort of like, well, obviously she's in the pile of people that are privileged, lucky enough, whatever the word is to get it. But, uh, it did feel really nice to do. Um, it felt, it felt good for me to be safe. It felt good that I was taking care of my own health. That always feels good to me, but it also felt good for like the general population. Like this is, happening. This is historically how we've beat smallpox and, you know, all the other things that we've had to inoculate ourselves against. This is what we do, right? So it felt like doing my part. It felt almost, I don't know if patriotic is the word. It just felt like my civic duty. Absolutely. And so I said to Sean, will you drive me? He drove himself to the vaccination when he went and I said, will you drive me? And he was, like he said, yes, of course. But I just thought, I don't want that added stress of being lost downtown, looking for parking, possibly being late. Like it just felt like a really important meeting that you couldn't be late for. Yeah. So they drove me and I went to the convention center. So this is the part that I wanted to talk about. Because also a lot of those selfies are from inside of drugstores. Yeah. Where I went, there was police officers, firefighters, and signs everywhere, like no selfies, no cameras, no video. It was a totally different tone. It wasn't it was like a mass inoculation site. It wasn't a pharmacy.
1: Yes, yes. I took my mother to a less intense but similar situation.
0: Yeah. And it wasn't intense that like people were mean, but it was just very like Rigid, like you are not here for a selfie opportunity. It was very medical, you know, Mm -hmm. so which is fine. But there were pictures outside, like, yay, Toronto vaccines, something like that. And then you go in, and it was, it was kind of eerie. It was in the convention center. So, you know, those big, huge, high, high ceilings where you would have gone previously for a trade show or a Mm -hmm. wedding. Yeah. And you go in and you just file through and, They had these cards. I just thought it was a fascinating system as well. So obviously lots of arrows, lots of tape, lots of like, do not pass here and like keeping everyone distance checkpoints. I went to like four different checkpoints. Then I sat down in front of a nurse. I could barely hear her because she had two masks, a face shield, goggles, and then plexiglass. And then I was behind the plexiglass in a mask. Right. And I was like leaning in so far. And at one point she said something like, what's your name? And I said my email address. And she's like, what is your name? And I was like, Aww. Oh, <laughs> like, it was just so hard to, you know, kind yeah, of yeah. just focus. I don't, my brain was, well, my brain is jiggled all the time, but anyways, then she puts up a card. She holds up a yellow, a hot pink or hot yellow card and someone comes and delivers on a plate, literally on a silver platter oh. delivered <laughs> one needle. I don't know if it's because it was the cold one or like they just don't want them all sitting at someone's desk. I don't know. But they Mm -hmm. brought out literally one and wrapped it in a purple tissue and placed it down in front of the nurse. Wow. Well, I was like, this is serious. This isn't just like the flu shot, like shake, 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 jab, right? No. The nurse was really nice and Mm -hmm. we couldn't really have a conversation. It wasn't really the time or place and I could not hear her. But when she came around the glass, uh, she was like, can you roll up your sleeve? And I was like, oh, actually I wore a button down. Like I took off my blouse and like showed my whole arm because, you know, I knew that that's what I would have to do. She just said like, these are going to be the minor reactions, major reactions, you know, It took about five minutes. Like she really took her time and gave me the shot. And then you sit in a waiting area for 15 minutes where they observe you. They scanned it. Like they scanned my health card. And then I waited 15 minutes and I left and the kids were outside playing. Basically, if you don't know Toronto, this convention center is like at the base of the CN Tower sort of more or less. They were just like playing parkour and like really sunny. And my husband was just sitting there waiting for me. And it felt like actually really nice. I was like, oh, this oddly almost feels normal.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, like just running a downtown errand near the CN Tower on a sunny day. My family's waiting for me. Like, we're all healthy. It was a real sweet, aside from all the politics of it all. Just felt good. Yeah, yeah. My arm is sore today. My arm is super sore today. But I have no other symptoms as of this moment. So that's great.
1: So I'm glad that you had your family with you and you were able to have that. That I mean, the feeling that I had was just... And especially part of the stress of this week, the news, again, during yeah. all of this was, oh, okay, you know, 40 plus can get this. Sorry, everybody mm-hmm. under 40. And, oh, we're completely running out. There's a supply chain issue. And and everybody in India is like 250,000 cases a day. So they're going to stop sending AstraZeneca. Like it was suddenly, it felt like if I don't get this now, I might not get it until July. Like, did did you sense any of that? Feeling of a race to get the vaccine?
0: Oh, I have horrible. to be honest, no, because my husband is done and I knew I had my appointment. So I just kind of put my head down and f- followed like our family's path, if that makes sense. Yeah. I have lost a lot of sleep over this pandemic, but not in this arena. I'm sorry to say if that's divisive. I just. It is something that is so out of my control. There's absolutely nothing that I could ever do to change it. Of course, I wish every single person got it easily. I wish a truck came around, knocked on your door, gave you the shot, drove away. Like it should be a lot simpler than it is. But, and I had a nuts week at work, like absolutely nuts. So I didn't have any extra bandwidth really outside of my coaching and my family and my job and my podcast, like those all kind of kept me very (laughs) occupied. I just believe that there's
1: more out there than we believe and that it's coming in more quickly and the ice is going to melt quickly on this.
0: Yeah. You'll get yours. Everybody will get get it. Everybody will get it. It does feel, again, like we've been pitted against each other somehow, which is just a horrible feeling that I don't want to feed into. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So – That will lead into my, I guess, sour-ish. Okay. (laughs) Which is just like this online learning thing is just crushing me in all arenas in a way that it hasn't before. I mean, this is the third wave, which feels like the ninth wave, which feels like the hundredth pivot. Like my head's going to pop off soon from the pivoting and the weather is nice now. So that – adds to it, right? Like when it's sunny out, the last thing that any kid wants to do is really sit in the classroom on top of now sit in their classroom, in their bedroom where they can turn their camera off and ignore you. So (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's just, uh, I'm going to say something that's very controversial and maybe we'll end up cutting this. I don't know. We'll see what Kelly feels after I say it. I think school should be canceled. I don't say that lightly. I care about school so fucking much. I have a ton of education. My children, I, my Sean and I take it very seriously. They've logged on to every day of virtual school. I respect teachers. I respect the board. I do. I really do. This isn't working. Where we are now isn't working. It's just causing problems, stress, burnout. And it should be canceled with the option of if you really want to do it, then make designated somehow classes or pods of learning for people that really want to do it. But it should be no shame to just stop. Just stop. And if you need to quit your job or take a leave for like a couple weeks to get your children back on track with their mental health, it should be a no questions asked. The CERB is back for a month. We'll give you $2,000 be with your child. Take the stress out of your child's life right now. By removing the stress of your own life of they need to be sitting in front of this computer totally disengaged and depressed because you need to meet a deadline at your job. Do you know what I mean?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm living it. I think one of the hardest moments <laughs> one of the hardest moments in parenting I had, believe it or not, in this <laughs> it was in this week. Maddie Nell was really eager to get out of here and go to her dad's mm-hmm. after Monday through Thursday with me because, you know, they say to be a good parent, you need to be consistent. I yeah. am so inconsistent with sitting with her. I never do. Like, I'm I'm like you. I, there, there are things that I'm trying to get done. Number one this week was try to get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no small effort on my part to get one. There were other things going on, like my mother and her visitors and... It was just yep. so many upset feelings this week. And then when you and I... Was it when you and I... No, I got off of a rehearsal with... um I'm still rehearsing this play on Zoom. God love us for our optimism. <laughs> and believe me, we are not in any way, shape or form with a quote-unquote outdoor theater festival planned for June, thinking that it's going to happen because we do not want to have some kind of spread-the-virus event. But we're just actually maintaining our sanity by working on this script Mm -hmm. play on Zoom. So I got off, and then, ding, there was an email from Maddie Nell's French teacher. It was like a groundhog day of last fall when she called to say, or when she emailed to say, your daughter hasn't handed in a single thing in French class, so I can't give her a mark. And then, except this time, she wrote a whole, I know this is really stressful. Like, her tone was really different. Mm -hmm. And so I had a little, okay, I'm going to sit with you and focus, and we're going to get stuff handed in and do stuff, and then we're going to read. Because uh, it's killing me watching her on her iPad playing Roblox. And so we did that, and by the end of it, because of (laughs) she... Wanted out of there. She wanted to let me know she was giving me the cold shoulder. Like mm. seriously, the cold shoulder. And I went downstairs. And by the way, I, ha- I had felt like I had the flu. I also was running a temperature, and I had chills ah, from the and shot, yeah, I, from Astrazeneca, and because it was the day after. I kept saying, "I just want to go to bed. I just want to go to bed." So my daughter is feeling me, wanting her to get out of the house because the pressure of all that is so hard. And then I just said, "Okay, before you go out the door." Because she was giving, she was really like cold shouldering me. And I said, what, what do you want to say to me? (laughs) And she turned to me and she just said, and I'm glad she did. She said the most perfect thing, Shannon, for a kid. She basically said, you need to parent me differently. Oh. It needs to be a little bit here and a little bit there. You cannot all of a sudden be like, we have to hand in like five things. Yeah. Which, by the way, she did before I'd finished making her her lunch. She went on and handed it all in without – like, she didn't need help. No. She just doesn't want to do it or be yeah. there. And it is creating so much stress and anxiety, exactly yeah. like you said, because I kind of started the week going, I don't really ca- – I, I think there shouldn't be any more school. I'm not going to
0: – But then you get that email and the guilt kicks in, right? Man, it's messed up. Because the teacher is being guilted by whoever's in charge of her to say, what are you going to show us that you did this year? What are you putting on the report card? She's just trying to do her job I'm assuming maybe as a parent maybe isn't but knows how heartbreaking this is and I've struggled with the same thing in my own class this week it, it's really 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 hard it's just hard is the word and when my own kids are totally disengaged my daughter's coming in my room like I don't care like constantly just wants to sit on the bed behind me while I work because she mm. doesn't want to sit alone anymore yeah like like, oh, God. Ugh, humans are social. And like, my daughter's eight years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Eight yeah. years old. And she's like, Can you just sit with me for a bit? Like, fuck. What the fuck? She's like, getting depressed. <laughs> she's like, Can you play roadblocks with me? And I'm like, Did you call any of your friends? Like, because, you know, and she's like, No. Like, they don't even want to call each other anymore. It's so boring, you know? So I play these stupid games. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just, (laughs) like, giving myself a migraine, staring at these spinning screens. Yeah. Because it's breaking my heart. Are they going to forget how to be little friends? And who am I mad at? I can't rage on the teacher. (laughs) Hello? Who am I mad at?
1: I, um, I had to say this a few times to my mom this week where I, because I, I, um, at a certain point, I, it was that day, it was the day when the phones went down. Oh yeah. That and happened I, too. That happened too. And that was on the first day of, of, yes. un, of over 40 can get
0: mm-hmm. a vaccine. And like, the first day of virtual learning back at virtual. Learning.
1: Oh my God. So, uh. Just to be with you in the vibration of grief over how this pandemic is something not that, that we can't actually control and we don't know. I got a text message from a really nice neighbor lady in my mom's building the next day saying, I went down to your mom's and watched the curling with her. Like she went into my mom's apartment and mm-hmm. my mom doesn't have the, she's A, she's just so nice. She wouldn't mm-hmm. say no. B, she's mm-hmm. really lonely. But we had tried to have this pact that, okay, Maddie Nell and I are the family, mm-hmm. we are the family, and she's the one person who's living alone, so she's allowed to be part of our family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that, that basically I'm giving out the rules in Ontario right now of what the stay-at-home order is. It's it's your family at home and one other person, but they have to live alone. So this woman who, bless her, interprets that differently. She kind of interprets it like one other person any day of the week. So one day it's Betty, the next day it's, (laughs) you know. Yes,
0: Uh uh-huh. And that's the government's fault because they're idiots and they don't explain anything.
1: Well, and also, there's also the thing of she has been vaccinated, mom has been vaccinated. I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's a lot of people out there saying, you're safe, you're safe, you're safe. Yeah. But I had this event this week of a neighbor on my street dying in the night of COVID-19 shortly following getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So my paranoia, antenna, safety plan was high and rigid and i got this text in the morning after and i've already had a conversation with this really wonderful woman after easter saying can you just not visit mom for two weeks till we for 20 days till we get out of that 20 day post holiday fair and she had said yes and then there was the stay at home order nevertheless she went down and knocked on my mother's door and went in and watched the curling with her Mm. in a a congregate setting, right? Lots of people in there, which I noticed last time I went to go over to knock on my mother's door to deliver her groceries and not go inside because I can't see her for 20 days. They've removed all of the furniture from the lobby even. Yeah, yeah, good. But I had to call my mom. And Shannon, even though I knew she wouldn't remember in the afternoon, I fucking broke down. And I was like, you cannot, you can't let people in, mom. I, I don't know how else to say this. You've yeah. been vaccinated. Maddie Nell's father has been vaccinated. Maddie Nell and I have not been vaccinated. Like, yeah. so I can't, I
0: can't take you. Hang out with you. I can't see you. Take yep. you
1: shopping. I can't for 20. And she just, she just didn't understand. And she Ugh. felt, she turned into like a little kid, started mm-hmm. crying, who, who I'm berating. Like it was fucking, it was awful. And yeah. And and so, in a way, like, this thing of, I got to tell you, like, I pulled out all the stops to get a vaccine, advocating, finding portals, do, like, I've still got to count down another 15 days, but I went over to my mom's, we went on, on, on her balcony, we did wear masks, I have calmed down a bit, because it's been more than five days since that visit from her neighbor, but I just said to her, like, I'm going to say to you now, it's not the neighbor lady's fault, it's... Not the school's fault. It's not the teacher's fault. No, it's not anybody's fault. I know we are living through a a, a time a, through. A, it sounds like we say it so often. A global pandemic, a virus, is trying to wipe out the human race right now, and it is really strong. And look at us, go humanity. We're paying attention to what's happening in other countries, right? Where oh my God, yeah. India's going down. Oh, they're doing great in Israel. Like you know, we're 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 working together, and we're also going to allow for and have compassion for people who can't, in my opinion, can't process what is happening, can't believe in it. It's too. But when you say if you like, remember when you said if a member of your family, if you saw how sick they were, or if you, God forbid. Mm -hmm. whoever forbid lost someone which is happening more and more you Mm -hmm. would put on 10 masks and you would put a shot in your arm yeah yeah agreed anyway all that is to say is it's nobody's fault we're gonna get through it it's gonna work out violet is going to remember how to play and you were really good mom like to do that with her
0: like I, I, I draw the line at Roblox. It almost kills me. <laughs> it almost kills me. It literally almost kills me, Kelly. Like the whole experience of Robux, Roblox, Roblox, road We adopt to- me. I don't know what I'm doing. I and it's funny because every time I play it, I think of you because we've talked <laughs> about Roblox so many times. And the one her favorite game, there's like little games inside this pl- yeah. app, whatever yeah. it's called. It's called Tower of Hell, and I'm okay. like. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah been there been to the tower of hell (laughs) and she's like at the top of the tower of hell and i'm like on the third jump just plummeting to my death every single time over and over and over can you believe
1: it can you believe the arc of what we've gone through from like i let my kid buy like ten thousand robux this week or something
0: like yes no i know and my daughter always laughs because you earn Roblox by paying Roblox. I don't know what you do. But she always is like, how many Robux do you have? And I'm like, I don't even know where to look at that. And then she'll like touch my screen and be like, nine. And I'm like, how many do you have? And she's like, 4,000. <laughs> 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 so like at least we can laugh, to be honest. But, um, you know, it's, it's just a really heartbreak. It's getting really heartbreaking to the – Beyond the levels that I thought were possible. My son cried this week. He's almost 11. He cried just so down. And I said, what, like, what's up? Just talking, you know. Yeah, not, yeah. And And he said, I miss sports.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And to him, sports, it means a lot of things. But it also means friends. Sports are his language. That's how they – do everything like at recess, it's sports after school. It's sports. Um, what he watches, he has on his iPad, Gets sports nets, like uh, alerts to his, um, iPad. Yeah. yeah. Then he has another little buddy that goes to another school and they like text about it, like sports. They don't even watch on TV. We don't even have cable, but they'll be like, "Did you see the Packers took down the blah, blah, blahs last night. And I'm like, "What what sport are you even referring to? But it's just like another language, you know, that I don't understand, but he, he just misses it. It's been completely ripped from his life. And there was this little glimmer, like soccer registration. My son's a big soccer player. Soccer registration was opening. The families were talking again. And then now it's just all crashed again. Summer camp is probably off the table again. It's hard to have anything to look forward to, to be yeah. honest. It's yeah. just really... It's hard. It's hard to be a parent right now. It, it's really, it's hard to be able, everything. Every. Everybody's hard. Everything is hard. But this week, the parenting piece felt really, really hard. And to shut my door on them so that I could do my job just felt criminal. just felt like it wasn't a priority.
1: You literally didn't have a choice. You have to show up for those kids. It's your job. Well,
0: then I think if I don't show up for those kids, then what I've now created more of what I'm experiencing in my own house. So I have to at least try. And yeah. this whole week, Kelly, this whole week, the afternoon of virtual school was just Zoom breakout rooms. And I gave them a really simple assignment to do with whatever group they wanted, however many people they wanted, whatever friends they wanted. And basically I just put them in a breakout room so they would talk. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing. And I told my principal, I said every afternoon, because the principals and the, they sometimes come in and check on you, you know, like a virtual yeah. check in. Yeah. And I was like, if you can't find us, it's because they're all in breakout rooms. I'm doing my job. I'm online, but I'm leaving them alone. And yeah. I was like, yep, totally fine. I don't know how people
1: are doing this, working at home, working away, 12 year olds at home alone, like no supervision. But I think even now, like the window of being able to do it and stay on it just, It's done. We're done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And nobody seems to care anymore. Like the level of apathy is just soaring through the sky. You know, what I believe part of the job as a teacher is to teach you self-worth, motivation, drive, the desire to want to learn, you know, all the little things that aren't written in the curriculum. Sure. I'll teach you division sort of. But on top of it also – the get up and go to to yeah. look at a calendar and say, this is due Friday. I should start Tuesday. I'll spend 20 minutes on Wednesday. You know, just the little like life skills <laughs> that really take you through to adulthood. It's all just crumbling right now. Just ugh, it's like the blind leading the blind at this point. So that's my big statement. I've stopped myself from saying it a few times out loud to people, but I figured this is the place to do it. I just think school should be Wrapped, it should be wrapped until it's safe and it can go back to the way it should be.
1: I'm really glad that you said that. And I know it was really hard for you.
0: I believe in school, public education to my core, but it's not working right now. Shut it down and restart it. Yeah. Reboot it. (laughs) Nothing positive can come of this except for virtual childcare. Nothing good is coming of this. To find a teacher with a success story right now, very hard to do. The success story would be happy children. And my students this week were happiest when I left them alone and I put them in little groups by themselves. And, you know, we took a lot of the pressure off. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's where I'm at. So that's my sour. And I had (laughs) had to laugh. I have to share this one little funny story. Is that okay? Yeah, 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 please. One of the things that my daughter loves to do, and I'm really trying to pull her into the light right now, is baking. She loves baking and because she, she loves sweets. Like she loves eating anything sweet, chocolate, brownies, any of it. So we pretty much have a chocolate chip recipe off by heart. Her and I could make you chocolate chip cookies in under 10 minutes from, from heart because we've done it so many times. So one night after dinner, we decided we would make cookies. <laughs> and she says to me, God knows where kids get these ideas. She goes, can we put food coloring in them? Uh, I'm not really a food coloring person. I was, I was like – it's it's just so messy. I hate it. It's kind of – it's very close to crafting. And I was like, why? Why would we do that? And she's like, I don't know. Just make a color. I didn't have the heart to argue it. I was like, mm-hmm. sure. And then she threw in Graham, my mom. Graham lets us put food coloring in anything. I'm like, of course she does. So <laughs> – Yeah. (laughs) So I said, fine, whatever. You want to put food coloring? So she goes, gets the food coloring from the pantry. She goes to her brother. What color do you want? The cookies. Neon green, he picks. And then she picks blue. So I said, fine, we'll make half blue, half neon green. Well, if you would like to find a way in your life to not eat so many cookies or sweets around your house just put blue and neon green food coloring in it (laughs) because they are so revoltingly unappetizing you will never put it in your mouth I can't eat the blue cookie I cannot it looks like mold it's disgusting (laughs) and they are just woofing them down just at normal speed they don't care at all it's just so funny I just like had to laugh after last week's like militant dieting or whatever that thing was Oh God! the new militant calorie counting is just put blue food coloring on all your food and you'll only four bites oh, Lord.
1: <laughs> oh my thing of baking with maddie Nell has gotten a lot better she Good. uses food coloring
0: mm-hmm. all
1: the time to- and it, again it's a trigger for me it's like oh Mike, everything's gonna get stained it is it does i wanted to tell you shannon tell me we watched nadia bakes oh i love that show i never thought i would ever watch a cooking or a baking show or anything yeah it was one night we'd even actually gone through a couple of the avengers movies uh-huh. If you don't know out there, um, Shannon's like, how is it you've never seen an Avengers movie? And it's funny because you'd said, don't watch this first or what? Anyway, we just randomly watched two. And it was, they must have been shot 15 years apart because Mark Ruffalo <laughs> went from this good looking young Hulk guy <laughs> to this gray haired. Like. <laughs> I was like, how long have they been making these things? A long time,
0: Kelly. You've been really under the rock a long time.
1: <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> But that's just, even that's not cutting mustard. So I was like, let's check out this Nadia Bakes thing. Knowing that Miss Moo will on the couch there on our garbage couch will be like, yeah. <laughs> will be like, oh, baking show, mom never, and she is truly talented. Maddie Nell is truly talented with baking, no so doubt. We pop it on, folks out there. Honestly, if you want to shed all this crap, watch this woman. I know she's lovely. Her life force. Her. She is the most beautiful person. And then I love how she feeds the cast at the end and they've shot it through the pandemic. And and then even her savor, like she is, it is really brought joy into our lives. And I think when things are getting like not good, we can tune into Nadia Bakes. So I just really want to thank you, Shannon. This podcast and the things you were telling me about, like, occasionally I like do these things you do and try them and it's really helpful (laughs) and really fun. And I just, oh yeah. And then I was talking with my gang online when we were the directors in Toronto. Do you know, there's a company in Toronto, it's just started and it was started by an actor who did a, pivot, you know, like no more Mm -hmm. career, who has started a bakery called Craig's Cookies.
0: Oh my God. I know everything about them and the cookies are fantastic. And I've Ubered them to my house before and I got them at Christmas from my staff and I love them. 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 them. Can we promote? Craig's bakery. It sounds like he's doing really great, but that would have taken
1: a lot of moxie and courage. And he's he did
0: start before the pandemic. Oh, he did. He he did. I know that he's been super successful. I think he's in Holt Renfrew has an outlet and stuff. Holy! And he he is a friend of a friend. That's how I got onto it. And she used to actually work. She's an actor as well. She moved out of the province, but she used to work in his store sometimes in his shop. I think helping him out. Well, my my director's sixteen year old son is uh, a baker for him. Oh my God. The cookies are phenomenal. We should, okay, we should find him and see if he wants to do a PSA for cookies. <laughs> a public service announcement for yeah. cookies. Yes. Yes. But, okay. People need cookies right now. I guess they do. They're so good, the cookies too. If you live in Toronto, Craig's Cookies, you can get them on Uber. Only because I'm only saying that because you can't go into many stores right now. Yeah, and he ba- he, they're so decadent, and he bakes like Oreo cookies inside of like a chocolate chip cookie. They're like double, like double stuffed. There's like a butter toffee one. Well, oh, oh, there's God. apparently like Twix bar and stuff. Yes.
1: Anyway, is there any way I can turn this into a Maddie Nell birthday present? I wonder. I, I guess I'd have to go to Toronto or something.
0: They might mail them. I could. I could mail some to you. You've already done some mailing. you got to focus on you. You've had a hard week. Okay. Amazing ending on a high note. Have to love that. Have to love that. Okay. So thank you, listeners. Thank you for tuning in again. And we hope that you took some deep breaths this week. Uh, I know it took all you could possibly muster to get your vaccine or not get your vaccine and wait a little longer. It's a really, really hard time. And we feel you. We see you. Just please do what's right for you and honor yourself in some small way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I can add to that. I just want to say we're getting closer. We're getting closer.
0: And uh, we are on Instagram better already podcast we are on facebook at better already podcast you can email us at better already podcast at gmail.com all of these things are very meaningful to us it's just like going and buying a cookie from craig oh, or man. tuning into nadia's tv show yeah. they are these are all acts of love for you to make <clears throat> you feel better so mm-hmm. we hope that we've done that today
1: oh and and by the way i did get a private message thanking me for posting the rachel maddow bit about listen to the first oh, 11 minutes for people who literally are just terrified of the phobias around needles, right? Like that's such an issue for people. And
0: and I also listened to the New York Times Daily that you sent me, oh, Kelly sent man. me. Yeah. Um, we'll repost that at some point. It's the from two weeks ago, I guess now, and it's about parenting in the pandemic. It's um, called The Agony of Pandemic Parenting, and it was mm-hmm. posted
1: April 16th on The Daily, which is a New York Times podcast. And and just a, a a warning to not have your kids listening while you listen because the episode <laughs> yeah. literally begins with women calling into the call-in line they set up and screaming yeah and this was so they're kind of they're they're further along, obviously, in the States than we are. So the documentary was made during the worst of the pandemic for parents in the States. So it's yeah. incredibly relatable, which
0: is pretty much how we feel right now. So very apropos. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's helpful. I laughed so hard. And then on a dime, I just started crying. I know.
0: It's great. Well, <laughs> thank you for your time, everybody. And thank you for your time, Kelly. I love you very much. I love you
1: too, Shannon. I so much. Big, big hugs and love to you. Thanks, everyone. We did it. We did it. We got through this. F-
0: the next time you talk to me, Kelly, it will be my birthday. I don't know if I've told you. Yeah, you did mention it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your birthday is coming up. I know. You can expect a text message from me <laughs>
0: on May the 1st. <laughs> well, we'll be recording. It's next Saturday. <gasps> oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. <gasps> oh, okay. Okay. Love you all. Love you. Love you Bye. Shannon. Bye. Bye.